So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 17 this morning. Matthew chapter 17. It's an amazing story. Um, and I love how we got our youth in the second row. Come on. My gosh. I'll drink to that. Matthew chapter 17. We're going to start at verse 14. And it says this. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, him being Jesus, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire uh-oh, and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Verse 17, this is going to be our verse for today. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. So Jesus, he's, he's, uh, he's kind of rebuking him a little bit. And, and uh, he's, he's saying, faithless and perverse generation. He's like, how long am I going to, like, I'm not going to be here forever. You're going to have to figure this thing out eventually. Okay. And uh, verse 18, then Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. I don't have a title for you this morning, but it's going to be a fun talk. Uh, <laughs> let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for what you're already doing in this place. Holy Spirit, we, we acknowledge you as our guest of honor this morning. You know what each and every person in this room is dealing with, what they're going through, what they need to hear. You know that I cannot clearly and articulate clearly articulate every need, but I know you can, Holy Spirit. So I pray right now that you will just do what only you can do. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here better, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, everyone said. Amen. Amen. Hey, have you ever had someone say something super offensive to you? Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of needed to hear it. Yeah. Like that. It was super offensive, but it was like a pro they addressed the problem that needed to be addressed. <laughs> I remember, so, so for those of you that are new, that are unaware, I used to be a, a youth pastor uh, for the first six years of ministry. And I love working with the youth, but uh, the youth can say some things that are just offensive sometimes. And, <laughs> and I remember this one time in particular, youth, uh, we, I would get up on stage, I would, I would give them a message, and then we would have an altar call. And in and this uh, particular moment uh, I, in time, I was like, hey, if you just want, if you're just desperate for God, just come on up. And we had the youth come to the front and some of them were crying. Some of them were, you know, they're like, I don't know. My friend kind of just told me to come up here. I don't know why. And so, so there's just a, there's a line of students. And, and if you don't know your boy, he, I got root in the Pentecostal. You, you know what I'm saying? So, 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 so like, like sometimes I can pray, but like, if you get me going, I can pray. You know, and so like this one guy in particular, he's right here, and I just like like I, cause that's just my roots. So I, you know, I'm like, <laughs> right, you know, like the little the little shake. <clears throat> um, so I'm praying for this guy. I listen, I'm spirit filled, tongue filled, like like I just so I'm like, mama say, mama saba, you know, like I'm praying, I'm praying. I'm praying literally the hell out of this kid, you know? <laughs> and uh, come on, y'all get the Michael Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And so, so I'm praying for him, right? And I'm like, man, this guy, he is so lucky. He is so lucky that I, I got to unload on him, you know? And so, so afterwards, after I'm done praying for him, it looks like he, he's about to lean in for a hug, and I'm like, you know? But he, he, he leans in, and he's like, thank you for the prayer. I'm like, you know, it's cool. Yeah, you're welcome. He said, uh, but I think you need a mint. Yeah, yeah, I hate him. Uh, he said, your breath smells. Oh. How many of y'all know in that moment I was offended? I was like, I wish I didn't pray for you. I was super offended because what, of what he said. But So on the surface, I was offended. But if I dug deep a little bit into it, what he said addressed a problem that needed to be address. Now here's why I tell you this story. It is because what we read in Matthew chapter 17, specifically in verse 17, this very same thing is taking place. Jesus, he, he's talking to this crowd of people and what he says to them on the surface is very offensive. What he says to them is, it's like, Jesus, why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? That's all good. these songs, all these songs. Oh. Hey, I'm done. Jesus, we thank you for today. I'm, I gotta hurry up. I got a time limit. And so, so, so Jesus, he, he's like, I don't even remember what I was saying. Jesus, he's, he's, um, he, he's what he's saying is very offensive, offensive on, on the surface. But what he says is addressing a problem that is causing a division between the Jewish people and God. And so on the surface, it's offensive, but it's necessary because he's addressing a problem. And here's why I'm letting you know this is because it's not just pertaining to the audience that he was speaking to at that time, but he's also referring to all of us in here. Those of us that would identify as a Jesus follower, he, he's, he's talking to us too. So, with that said, what he's saying may sound offensive, but it's addressing a problem that you and I need to address. Yeah. And here's the, first, here's the first problem that Jesus brings up to us. He, he says that we, they, you, me, we are a faithless generation. Problem number one, we're faithless. Woo, offended, anyone? No? So here's, here's the cool thing. In, in the Greek, that word faithless, it emphasizes a lack of trust specifically when it comes to your relationship with God. And so for those of you here who's, who have ever been in a relationship or, or uh, you, you've, you are currently in a relationship, you know that trust is built when you spend time with that person. And so if there is no time, if there is no communication spent with that person, then, then there's a lack of trust that happens. Listen, I'll tell you what, I love each and every one of you in here, but I don't trust you as much as I trust my wife. Mm. Why is that? Because we spend time together. Yeah. And so if I can give a definition to faithless, here's, here, here is the problem with, with being faithless. It's a disconnect between you and God. 
And so Jesus, he's identifying the very first problem. He's like, you are not connected enough to God. Here's the second problem. He says, you're not just a faithless generation. He said, but you are a perverse generation. Ooh, if the first one didn't offend you, that one will. And so, so what, what he's referring to with, with this faithless, like, or perverse, excuse me, per, like the, the perverse, it, it happens when there's a contamination or a pollution yeah. that takes place. Watch this. Because of what you're connected to. It, and so let's bring it back to the text. Jesus, he's talking to these people, and he's like, you are way too connected to culture. You are way too connected to society. You are way too connected to an ideology that you're so connected to that, like it's contaminating your spirit. That's good. That it's polluting your spirit, causing a drift in your faith with God. Now let's take a step back. Let's examine our own lives. I'm sure if you were honest with yourself and you took a sec to, to examine yourself, I'm sure that you would say that there are some things in your life that you are way too connected to. It's true, yeah. That is hurting your, you, you inside. Yeah. There, there are things that you're, whether it's, a, it, it's drugs, alcohol, um, whatever, like people, mm. that, 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 like you're so connected. That it's just, it's like draining you. And so if problem number one was not being connected enough, then problem number two is you and I were too connected to the world. We're too connected to culture. And so Jesus, he identifies these two problems. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Jesus doesn't just give the problem and then walks away. There's nothing more annoying in the world than someone who gives problems with no solutions. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, so Jesus, he doesn't just give the problem, but he gives us the solution. And we're going to read the solution in the very next verse, uh, chapter, or excuse me, verse 19. It says this. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast the demon out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed... You will not, or you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So it's not the size of your faith, it's how you exercise your faith. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So Jesus, he's, Jesus, uh, uh, the, the crowd leaves, the text says, and Jesus is by himself, and the disciples are like, Everyone's gone. Let's go talk to Jesus. Um, so Jesus, what, can you explain what happened? Like, why did it, it work? Why, why, why weren't we able to step into the fullness that you have for us? And he said that some things are only done with prayer and fasting. Can I submit to you that there are some breakthroughs that you and I have not experienced yet because we prayed, but we haven't fasted? That there are some things that, there, there are some uh, areas in your life that you are struggling with over and over and over and over again. 
and you come to church, you're worshiping House of Miracles, and you're just, you're trying, you know, and you're like, you go back home and you're like, ah, I still struggle. Could it be? Could it be that some things are only dealt with when it comes, when we pray and fast? And so Jesus, he doesn't just give us the problems that, that, that we're, we're not connected enough and we're too connected, but he also gives us the solution. And so the first solution, we, we said it, uh, he, he says the first solution is prayer. He's like, you got to pray. Pray. That's three, Jack. Three. That's three songs. Three songs. I did it. And, uh, and uh, so he's like, you, you, you have to pray. What is prayer? Prayer in its simplest form. Is connecting yourself with God. Remember problem number one. We're too disconnected. And so Jesus' answer. Jesus' solution. Is like hey. In order to, to solve this problem. It, you you got to pray. You got to get connected. With God. And the, the more that you pray. The more that I spend time in prayer. Guess what. It, 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 it builds this relationship. This rapport between God and myself. And the more that I, the more that I just spend time with God, guess what? The more I begin to trust Him. See, some of us here this morning, like we tried to build our trust in the storm. Ain't no one building trust in the storm, baby. You know, like some of us, like our ship is going down. We're like, I trust you, God. You're like, no, you know. Like you're like, ah. You you, you want to trust God, man? You got to trust Him when it's good. You got to build a relationship and a rapport and a conversation, community with him when there are no storms in your life so that when the storms happen, you're like, I've already built it. I already know what to do. I already know how to stand on this. I already know how to push through. And so, so Jesus, he said, you want to answer that problem here? Here's what you do. You, you got to pray. And when I pray, it connects me to God. And he, he, so, so the second answer, second solution to the problem is fasting. Yeah. Now, fasting in its simplest definition is this, is disconnecting from my flesh, from the world. Do you remember problem number two, that, that we're perverse generation? The idea that we are too connected to the world. And so Jesus' solution, if, if you're too connected, he's like, hey, fast. Because that disconnects us from the world. Now, we see fasting all throughout Scripture. We see Jesus fasting. When Jesus ascends into heaven, we see his disciples fasting. We see Paul writing about how he fasts all the time. So fasting, it's, it, it's, it's not that much of a practice thing, but it's significant to your and my relationship with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Now, in order for me to explain how fasting works, I, I, I think I first have to remind us how we were created. Now, in Genesis, in the creation story, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says this, let us create man in our own image. Now, most theologians believe that when, G, when, excuse me, when God said, let us create man in our own image, God is referring to his triune being. The idea that God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So there's three parts to God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And when he said, let us create man in our own image, that he, he's, he's, he's saying, let us create human, let us create person 
with three parts. Body, soul, and spirit. Now the body, that's, 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 that's what you guys see right now. The body, that, the, that's the area that gets some of you guys in trouble. You know, like the body. There, there's the body. And that's what, that's what, that's, that's right here. Right? And then there's the soul. The soul, that's your emotions. Those are your feelings. That's, that's like, that's, your soul gets you in trouble sometimes too. Your emotions and, and like you're like, and, and then there's your spirit. Your spirit is that thing that, that when you die, it either li it lives forever with, with Jesus or a, a forever apart from Jesus. Yeah. We'll put it kindly. Good job. And thank you. <laughs> and, and so, 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 so this idea, uh, like what you and I were created, body, soul, and spirit. And this is very important to understand, to understand fasting because out of those three things, one of those things are more dominant in your life. One of those things are more dominant in my life. See, so there's some of you in here where your body, that is the most dominant part. And your dom excuse me, and your body is it's all about being connected to what, what you want. Yeah. Right? Like your body, that's your body wants what it wants. And so, so for some of you, your body is what, like, is what you're connected to. It's like, it's all that, it's, it's, you know, like, um, it's like, just, just make, make, make me feel good. Your body is all about just make me feel good. That's all I want. I just want you to make me feel good. Your soul, your soul is, is connected to how others or other things make you feel. So, so for some of you, the, the most dominant part of you is, is, is the soul. And, and like you're always like you're always allowing other people to dictate your emotions. You're always allowing your, your favorite news station to, to determine your emotions. Mm, that's good. You, come November 2024, you're, you're going to let whatever person is running affect your emotions. Mm. Like you're tied to your emotions. And, and so there's something inside of you. Like one of those things is the most dominant. And here's how fasting works. And then, oh, excuse me, and then there's your spirit. Your spirit, man. Like, the goal is to let your spirit, man, be the most dominant. Yeah. In fact, uh, in Galatians chapter, I don't think we have it on the screen, but in Galatians chapter 5 or 16, Paul says, So I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. And so Paul is saying, hey, let's put all of our eggs in this basket of, of growing our spirit, man, so that... Our body's not in control. Our, our, our soul is not in control. And so if you're here this morning and your body is the most dominant part when it comes to fasting, here, here's what I suggest. Fast food. Like tell your body like, hey, I'm not going to eat this for a certain amount of time because your body's in control. So you got, you got to tell your, your, your body like, hey, body, you, you're, you're not in control. If, if, it's, if your soul is the dominant one, then like maybe you maybe you fast a person, a relationship if you're not married, uh, a relationship, <laughs> a friendship, That's good. social media maybe the social media messes with you a lot, uh, or or maybe your your favorite news station messes with you a lot. Like maybe maybe that's something that you will fast right there to tell your soul, soul you're not in charge. And here's how fasting works. Fasting is beautiful because it's like a two for one. 
See, because fasting, what it does, it weakens your body and your soul, and it strengthens your spirit. And so if I could learn, if you could learn to get into the practice of fasting, something amazing will happen. And so the band can come on up. I'm, I'm going to land this, this plane right now. And so the reason why I, I, I wanted to just lay this foundation for you is because I want to invite each and every one of you to take part of our 21 days of prayer starting next Sunday. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it's just 21 days of prayer, fasting. You, you, it's it's what, what you want to fast, how you want to fast, it's up to you. But as the band, as the band starts playing, so I can sound more holy, I just, it's true though, right? Like it's true. It's, it's true. I, I feel it. I feel it. I know you feel it. So there we go. There it is. Um, so, so, so here, here, now I'm, I'm going to give you homework and then we're done. Okay. Homework and then, and then we're done. So remember, you're going to get this on your way out. This is going to help you. He, he, here's, uh, here's some homework. Okay. The first, there's, there's three things that I want you to set to, okay? And that'll make more sense. So here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. If you have a phone, get out your phone. If you, if you, because you'll forget. I forget. We're all human. You can take your phone out in church. God won't strike you down. It's all good. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. First one, number one. This is the first thing that, that I want you to write down. I want you to set a plan. Set a plan. Now, here's what I mean. I want you to intentionally decide what you're going to fast and what days you plan on fasting and what days you plan on being part of our prayer because we're going to have daily prayer. I want you to decide that before it starts on Sunday. Because if you wait till the day of, you ain't doing nothing. Let's be honest. You're like, nah, I'll try tomorrow. Right? So, so, so set, set a plan. What, what, what am I going to fast? What, what should I fast? What is dominating my life that I need to just say, Jesus, I'm disconnecting from you. Set a plan. Not only what are you going to fast, what days are you committing to be part of this 21 days of prayer? We're going to have morning prayer at 6.30 in the morning. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and it's going to be on YouTube, so it'll be virtual, so y'all can roll in bed and just like pop in, you know? We're going to have Wednesday night prayer, not this coming Wednesday, the following Wednesday for the next three Wednesdays. We'll have the dates. We have a website for you. We'll, we'll give that to you. Maybe, maybe you're saying, hey, I will be part of every one of those Wednesdays for the 21 days of prayer. We have Saturday morning prayer at 9 o'clock. Maybe you're like, I'll show up in person here at church, 9 o'clock, for the next three times. And so I want you to set a plan, okay? Here's the second thing, number two. I want you to set an objective. Set an objective. And I simply mean this. I want you, and this will be in this journal. What, what I want you to write in the journal is I want you to write what you are believing God for specifically through these 21 days of prayer. Maybe right, like maybe right on the cover, like right on the inside. Just God, I am believing for this. Now listen, God does miracles; He can work a miracle. But some of you, like what you're believing God to do, it would it, it compounded over time. 
right? So God can answer your prayer in 21 days for sure. But a lot of the times it's persistence, desperation, and consistency. So, so maybe this is, is what gets you started, okay? So uh, set an objective, set an expectation, or excuse me, set a plan, set an objective. And then number three, set an expectation. Set an expectation. Isaiah chapter 58, that whole chapter is on fasting. Three things happen when you fast God's way, including Isaiah 58. The first one is this. He says, uh, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. So three things that happen. The first one, healing will happen through prayer and fasting. We believe physical healing, emotional healing, that, that God wants to do a healing in your life. Amen, somebody. It goes on to say, then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. So the second thing that happens when you fast God's way is righteousness happens. That you are made right. And let me say it this way, that you, you get back on track. I don't know about you, but I fall off a track at least five, six times a year where I just need, man, God, help me get back on track. Help me to get back on track reading your word. Help me to get back on track praying. Help me to get back on track with being kind to my, my friends and my family. So righteousness. And then it says, then you will call and the Lord will answer. Third thing that happens when we fast is he gives us help. Come on, some of you, like what you are believing God for, you, all you're saying is, God, I just need help. Give me wisdom on how I need to address this situation. See, some of you, you don't need healing. You're, you're good with being on track. You just, maybe for you, it's just, God, I just need help. I need wisdom on how to answer this question. I need wisdom if I need to move forward with this, with this situation. And it'll be amazing to watch what God does in your life.